everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Ben. Welcome to Filmscape, a movie reviewing podcast. Today, we're covering the 2023 Oscar nominations. It's been a while since we've dropped an episode, so we're going to take this opportunity to do an overview of all the nominated films this year. This episode will drop before the Oscars ceremony. Then we'll do a second part afterwards where we just give our reactions to the winners and if anything crazy happens again, like uh, what happened last year. But most of that episode will be recapping all the other movies we saw that were not nominated, that uh, many of my favorites are among those. But right now, we're here to talk about the major categories. Before we start with the Best Supporting Actor category, I would just like to briefly touch on the Best Cinematography category this year. It's quite a random collection of movies, in my opinion. I can't argue that any of them that any of them don't belong. It's uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Now, I just want to say something. I think there's an important one missing here. Well, there's several that could be... There's plenty that could belong on here that aren't, but one that I really think should be here that I'm surprised isn't on here is The Batman. It's widely considered one of the best-looking, visually stunning movies of the whole year, one of the best superhero movies in many years. I don't see why it's not there. Most notably because the cinematographer of the Batman is Greg Fraser, the cinematographer for Dune, which was not only nominated last year, but won, and not even nominated this year. And these random movies are. I just had to uh, make that point before we proceed. I'm a cinematography nerd, so I like to pay attention to that category. The Batman was nominated for best sound best makeup and hairstyling and best visual effects but was not nominated for best cinematography which is really unfortunate i understand some people might think oh well isn't it just like a dark movie and what's so visually stunning about it but i think that it captures so many different elements of the batman and it's just so beautifully shot overall that I think it should have been nominated and it just wasn't. It definitely should have. I know every year is different, but it's just so weird to me that this guy literally won last year. And I don't love the Batman as much as I love Dune, but the fact that it's not even nominated, I think is kind of a a missed opportunity. I mean, the other movie is nothing against the other movies. It's just kind of a random assortment of movies. I mean, there's many other movies that could be rotated for something else. So I'm glad it was at least nominated for those three I think the makeup and hairstyling was just because of what they did with Colin Farrell. They made him look like a literally completely different person uh, to play the Penguin, but it was impressive, so I'm guessing that's why it got that one. And it did have amazing sound and visual effects, so Deanna and I would obviously love to see it be in Best Picture, but it's a superhero movie that rarely happens. I also generally just have a soft spot for any general Batman movie, but I did really enjoy this Batman movie, so oh yeah, I, it did make me obviously kind of bummed that it wasn't nominated for this category. Yeah, Deanna and I each grew up loving Batman. In the Best Supporting Actor category, it's Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Famelins, 
Barry Keegan in The Banshees of Inishiden and Kehoi Kwan in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Solid roster of supporting actors. The Banshees of Inishiden sure got a lot of love this year overall at the Oscars. For sure. I would say well-deserved with the acting categories. Yeah. Two of them competing. That is a good point. That it's two actors in the same movie. It's just interesting because one appears way more than the other one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Brendan Gleeson is definitely the main supporting actor, other than Colin Farrell is, I guess, the lead. They're kind of both co-leads, basically, but Colin Farrell is the lead. In terms of who I think will win, I bet it would be Kei Hoi Kwan. He's considered the favorite right now, I think, to win that, and it would be well-deserved. He had a very versatile role. For sure. He had to do so much. He had to act very emotionally. He had to do all this martial arts. Judd Hirsch wasn't in The Fablemans very much. He was really good in it. Brian Tyree Henry, good in the movie. I think that was kind of a surprise nomination because Jennifer Lawrence was not nominated and Causeway was kind of widely touted as her big return to like a really character-driven dramatic movie and she didn't even get nominated. Yeah, I heard so, about that. Yeah, that was very odd when I, when I saw that. So yeah. I, I don't think he'll win. That seemed like probably the least watched movie, the least talked about movie. And for Best Supporting Actress... We have Angela Bassett in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao in The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu in Everything Everywhere All at Once as well. Well, another double here for a different movie. What are your thoughts on on, uh, these nominees? Who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? Are you surprised to see any here? All these actresses brought different things to their roles that I really valued their performances. It's a diverse roster, that's for yeah, sure. They're very so... different characters from each other. Right. This is the only major award for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Angela Bassett was without a doubt the highlight of that movie. I thought it was yeah. probably one of my least favorite Marvel movies. I really just thought it was a slog and kind of pointless. But Angela Bassett really stood out. She Uh, brought it. She, yeah, as (laughs) usual. Angela Bassett is very cool, and she really stood out in this movie. Some of the dialogue was just, wow. I mean, it was just, it was so long. I just wish it was a better movie. And some of the dialogue she had, I mean, she really kind of carried the movie in a lot of ways. (laughs) Because everything else about it, I thought, was very lacking. So, she certainly deserves props. I don't think she should get the Oscar, though. I just think it should be for a better movie. And she won the Golden Globe, which was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Condon was really great in The Banshees of Inisherin. That would be a totally deserved win. I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis or Stephanie Hsu will win. Stephanie Hsu? Stephanie Hsu was really good. I think it's more Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think she, I don't think she'll win. I mean, right. she was fine in it, but it was it was just very like goofy. I just don't think of an Oscar, like, when I think of that. She was totally great in it. Right. No, um, I agree. I'm, I'm with you with that. Stephanie Hsu was really, really good. If she won for this, it would be well-deserved, but my pick is for Hong Chao and the Whale. I thought she was so great in that movie. She really... Her and Brendan Fraser were just so great together in their scenes. She had some really great moments, some, some really great dialogue. She was very fiery. You could really feel the emotions just like pouring out of the screen all the like conflict and sadness and how much she supports 
Charlie, who's Brendan Fraser's character. I've heard so many people talk about Hong Chao, and I feel like that would be really great to see. I mean, I think that whoever does win, I'll be happy for them no matter what. Like, I won't be like, oh, God, why did they get it? Because there are some movies when you see some nominees and you're just like, why? (laughs) You know, in the best actor category, there's Austin Butler in Elvis, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inna Sheridan, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Meskel in After Sun, and Bill Nighy in Living. I hope that it would be Brendan Fraser. That's who I want to win. That's who I want to win, too. And, yeah, that's who I want to win and who I hope to win. And Go, Brendan. That's right. Interesting category this year. This is basically, aside from Elvis, this is basically like the Independent Spirit Award nomination <laughs> these movies. Like, has anyone seen these other than maybe Elvis and Banshees of Inish Sharon? I mean, the Oscars have been going in that direction every year. The, mm. the movies are just less and less seen by people. Certainly since COVID, obviously, but even before that, with exceptions, of course. Brendan Fraser is definitely my favorite. Austin Butler was very convincing as Elvis Presley. He would probably be my second choice, mm-hmm. even though I didn't really care for the movie. He really <laughs> pulled it off and deserved that Golden Globe win. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inish Sharon, I really liked him. He was very sympathetic and it's just very engaging. I didn't care so much for After Sun. I know that might be heresy because everyone loved it, <laughs> but I just, I just thought it was very boring and there was just like no plot. It just, it just wasn't really for me. I'm glad people really connected with it. Bill Nye always delivers. My pick is Brendan Fraser as well. We have the same pick. Yeah, he's amazing in that movie. He, he was like best performance I've ever seen him do. It wasn't like my favorite movie of the whole year or anything, but I did really, really like it. And it was very emotional. And I, I hope that wins what it's nominated for. I think, considering what's in the Best Picture nominations, which we will get to soon, I think it should probably have been among those. But I know it's controversial. Some people think it's not that great other than his performance. So, But at least it got the recognition that it has here. That's valid. For Best Actress, this is a pretty powerhouse category, I think. Kate Blanchett, Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde. Andrea Riseborough, To Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, and The Mighty Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This is a strong category here. My personal pick would be Kate Blanchett in Tar. I thought she was amazing in that performance. I know she has two Oscars already, <laughs> but <laughs> even considering that, I think she deserves it. But pretty much just as... Well-deserved, though, I think would be Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Like her co-star, K.O.A. Kwan, she really had to do a whole lot of things in that movie, and she was pretty spectacular. I'd like it to be Michelle, personally. Michelle Williams gives a classy performance <laughs> pretty much everything she does. She actually played Marilyn Monroe yeah, she in did. a movie. A little trivia. That's probably the most surprising... Actually, no, that's definitely not the most surprising, but that's the second most surprising pick here is Ana de Armas and Blonde. Very controversial movie. NC-17 for some reason. I mean, she was good, but I don't know if it's Oscar-worthy. There were some pretty great actresses who got snubbed this year. Not to upset anyone, but do you feel that Blonde was nominated partially because of the way that it was... I mean, it was beautifully shot. It was black and white. It had a lot of close-ups. 
because of the rawness of the film that that's something that might have made it more likely to be nominated and also because it's supposed to be like a semi biopic even though it's there are some liberties but there but it does biopic slash psychological horror (laughs) right yeah very bizarre movie to address your thoughts there uh, i have no idea i mean this movie was got very polarized reactions it got pretty mixed reviews it's probably the worst reviewed movie of all of these and it wasn't nominated for anything else so Hmm. i don't think the movie is really getting that much love it's really just her i think she's very popular and she certainly gave a very committed performance really gave it her all it was very raw as you said very vulnerable and it was pretty tragic and melodramatic how they depict her life like i said it's like a psychological horror movie especially at the end it is really really well made that was what i appreciated about the movie and the soundtrack was really beautiful by one of my all-time favorite artists nick cave and warren ellis bizarre movie again i'm surprised she got nominated but um i guess enough people thought she was worthy now that was pretty controversial but easily the most controversial nominee in this category or any not because of the movie at all but because of how it came about is andrea riseborough in to leslie I just know that for this film, it ended up being nominated because there were a bunch of petitions by other actors for Andrea Riseborough to be nominated, even though she wasn't originally nominated by the Academy. So it came about from a bunch of actors nominating her rather than the Academy nominating her. Well, the Academy kind of nominated her. I don't know what their process is, but when they announced the nominations... She was among them. If I had to guess, she was probably a last minute pick because all these super high level Hollywood, mostly actresses were were pushing for her, like Kate Winslet. Right. And many others. I think Kate Blanchett, maybe, who was uh, nominated for Tar. Because it's a tiny, tiny little movie. It's a gritty, no budget indie drama about this very down-on-her-luck troubled woman who wins the lottery and squanders it all and she she has alcoholism and she kind of abandons her child and then the the movie is kind of her trying to find redemption trying to get her life together and kind of make her amends it's a great performance but yeah clearly very low profile i think four people have maybe seen it I watched it because I was curious, and it's a solid movie, but yeah, obviously a random pick. I mean, Andrea Riseborough is a great actress. Right. She's in a lot of weird stuff that yes. I like. She was in Mandy and Possessor, and yeah, she like, was in a Birdman in a small role, which won Best Picture. Um, right. I haven't seen To Leslie, but I know that Andrea Riseborough really does commit to the roles that she picks, and because I've seen, again, like other roles that, again, that are weird, but are very much committed and really great. So I definitely would not be surprised. I mean, I'm happy to see her in this category, but it's very um, quite, I guess, surprising and interesting how her nomination came about. I think it's just random. I think it's it's just whoever people vote for. I mean, that's my understanding of the Academy. They just kind of vote for whatever. And hopefully they watch everything they can so they can have the biggest sample size to choose from. Who knows? Though I think Kate Blanchett will win, but... It could just as easily be Michelle Williams or Michelle Yeoh. It would be really cool if Michelle Yeoh won. Kate Blanchett already has two. I know that doesn't <laughs> matter. Every movie and award show is its own thing, but um, 
you know, I'd be perfectly happy with either one winning. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I would, I'd like it to be Michelle Yeoh, as I've mentioned, I mentioned earlier. So all the movies nominated for Best Original or Adapted Screenplay. The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. And the adapted screenplays are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Now I think it should be said that uh, Glass Onion and Top Gun Maverick are sequels, but the stories are original. They just have yeah. characters that were in the first movies. So I guess that makes them adapted screenplays, but they are original stories. So that's why I think the difference between original screenplay and adapted screenplay is a little blurred. Those are original stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the screenplay ones, I never get my guesses right. So I don't know what will win. I think Tar should win. That's probably my favorite movie of all of these. But I have no idea. It might be The Banshees of Inish Sharon because Martin McDonough is also a playwright. And it is a very well-written movie just in terms of the dialogue and the structure. I don't think it'll be Triangle of Sadness. That was a wacky one. (laughs) And an adapted screenplay, I have no idea. Maybe Women Talking. Yeah, I could see Women Talking winning the adapted screenplay. It does star a lot of high-profile actresses, though they weren't nominated for anything, which is a little weird. That is weird. Jesse Buckley, Claire Foy, Rooney Mara, Frances McDormand. She's barely in the movie. She's a producer. For such high caliber actresses, some of them were just, they were kind of wasted. That might win. I mean, I don't think Glass Onion is going to win. That was just kind of a silly caper movie. I mean, I liked it, but Mm -hmm. I mean, Oscar worthy. Come on. All Quiet on the Western Front and Top Gun Maverick were definitely more about the spectacle and the filmmaking. I don't really know if... Mm-hmm. I mean, All Quiet on the Western Front might. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the best original screenplay again? I'm not really sure what will win. I think it might be either The Fablemans or The Banshees of Sharon. Everything, mm-hmm. everywhere, all at once would be interesting. But I think a big part of that movie is all the crazy visuals and the creativity. Mm-hmm. But Tar, I think, should win. I mean, that's a super well-written classy movie triangle of sadness i'll talk more about that when we get to best picture whenever i try to predict a screenplay win i usually just get it wrong because uh, I, I know i'm always wrong as well i feel like <laughs> the banshees of anna Sharon is like what you said like martin mcdonough being a playwright it does seem like oh maybe that's a likelihood but again it's hard to know how they choose how they pick which movie so I feel like it would it would be the Banshees of Inisherin, Mary, maybe. Yeah, and one more note on adapted screenplay: it'd be really cool if Living won, just because I love Kazuo Ishiguro, the yeah. writer. Yeah, the writer of The Remains of the Day, and Never Let Me Go, two amazing books, and I guess he wrote the screenplay for this based on Ikiru, classic film by Kiro Kurosawa. That would be really cool. Yeah, for best director. Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Field, Tar, Ruben Ostlund, Triangle of Sadness. These are all nominated for Best Picture, so we're going to talk about these when we get to that. I'll just say that I think Steven Spielberg is going to win for The Fablemans, but I would like if Todd Field won for Tar. 
who do I want to see win? I definitely see Steven Spielberg winning just because Hollywood loves him. And it just seems like a likelihood based off of the way that he directs movies and, and his style. Of course Hollywood you know, loves him. You he know, makes them all the money. I know, exactly. <laughs> but, right. So, I mean, that definitely seems like a very high likelihood. But I, I do think that it would be really cool to see Todd Field as well because the being able to direct a movie like Tar and and that type of I don't know, it's just like the type of movie and being kind of visceral. I mean I mean people could probably make the same argument about everything everywhere all at once and how hectic it is that, you know, the Daniels would you know, because they're called the Daniels as well, that like they would being able to direct something that has so much going on takes a lot of work and talent and that should be recognized and so i can also see that being recognized as well so this is a really hard thing like again i can see steven spielberg being picked because again he's he seems to be like the most traditional choice but i think if they really wanted to go like they really wanted to go for it it might be the daniels for everything everywhere all at once because again of how much coordination it takes and how much direction it really does take to make a movie that really has a lot going on. I think that Daniel's winning would probably be the most well-deserved just because of the sheer ambition of that movie. And we'll yeah. get, yeah, and we'll talk about that soon, but any of these winning would be well-deserved, honestly, even Ruben Ostland, because Triangle of Sadness is a very well-directed movie, even though I didn't love it or anything. But The Fablemans does seem like the favorite this year, especially going by the Golden Globes. And Spielberg hasn't won an Oscar in a while, I don't think. And The Fablemans was very personal. It wouldn't like blow me away, but I liked it. And that'll do it for this episode. We're going to save the mini reviews for each Best Picture nominee for when after the awards happen. And we'll also give our opinions on what we obviously thought should have won or if what we wanted to win or predicted would win ended up winning uh, you never know uh, it's different every year hi film booze if you want to contact us with any questions or comments or thoughts on the film you can reach us at filmscaped at gmail.com that's f-i-l-m-s-c-a-p-e-d at gmail.com we have a website called filmscapepodcast.com. We also have an Instagram, at filmscapepodcast, which you should definitely follow if you are not already. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe. On the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks.